What is happening, sports fans? We hope your summer break is going pretty well. It's finally hot and sunny in San Diego, so it feels like summer now. Uh, it's also Bodie's feeling like Bodie's favorite weather. That's true. Uh, that is the voice of Tommy Morris. Tom, you want to say hello? What's up, everybody? It's Tommy Morris. And we are also joined by the infinitely more intelligent and well-informed than us, Bodie De Silva. <laughs> What's up? Not my favorite weather. Not Bodie's. What is uh, Bodie? What is an ideal day of weather for you? Do you like nice overcast? Wait, or are you a rain? Guess, can I guess what he's gonna say first? Sure. Sixty-three and overcast. <laughs> Pretty close. I don't mind a little rain. Not too much though. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Bodie likes the snow. Bodie seems like uh, the snow oh, gives definitely. snow gives yep. him a, an excuse to stay indoors, <laughs> um, and and just uh, tweet and Google and tweet and Google. Bodie's yeah, definitely perfect. a Midwest guy lost in lost in a beach city. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he, the only thing he's missing is the Canadian accent, uh, and then or, or you know just just uh, you can go join Kawhi Leonard and heading north for a couple months and and back and forth. Now that you've officially visited the Great White North, if you have stumbled upon this podcast, you are here to listen to the Grossmont Hills football season preview. The teams here, El Cap, Granite Hills, Grossmont, Helix, Steel Canyon, and Valhalla. So, uh, let's see, we've got a team that has made a state championship run, a team that has won several CIFs, a team that has uh, gone winless in the past couple seasons, and uh, a team that has some ex-chargers coaching it. So, a fairly eclectic group of teams we're going to cover here. We're going to do this one alphabetically, as always, just to avoid any perceived bias. So, guys, you ready to get this going? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we're going to start with El Capitan, the Vaqueros. They get the season opened at Modern Day Catholic, then home versus Hilltop, back on the road at San Diego, home versus Patrick Henry, versus West Hills, at Helix, at Steel Canyon, home versus Granite Hills, at Valhalla, then home versus Grossmont one more time. Modern Day Catholic, Hilltop, San Diego, Patrick Henry, West Hills, Helix, Steel Canyon, Granite Hills, Valhalla, and Grossmont. Tommy, would you like to take this one first? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. El Cap, I think he's going to have continuing upswing. I, I don't think they're going to be the greatest team in the world, but they're going to continue to get better. You, when you return a quarterback, your leading rusher, um, your, I mean, receiving-wise, they're, they're going to have to find someone else to pick up the slack because a lot of seniors, but quarterback and leading rusher is a good start. I like the direction the Vaqueros are going. Three and eight last year. I think they definitely, definitely improve on that. If you want me to to put my pick to where I think they'll be, I think they'll be right around the five and five mark when the season ends, and then we'll see what happens. You know, playoffs. Who knows where they get a draw? But I think they'll end up right around five hundred uh, well, regular season. Uh, the quarterback you speak of is Wick Hauser. The stats on him last season. 199 attempts, 142 completions for 2,100 yards getting dished out to just over a dozen receivers and yeah, a a heavy amount of seniors. I like the TD to INT ratio of 22 to eight as well. That's, that's huge for me. Well, especially when you, as you said, uh, you have one senior that you know is being targeted a bunch in Yafit Yokely. Um, Last season, like you said, Tommy, three and eight for the Vaqueros. One thing that just jumps out to me uh, before we go over to you, Bodie, is through all of the teams that we're going to talk about, this is one of the bigger leagues just in terms of numbers. So looking at literally the back half of the season is league. And some of the teams that we talk about are a three or four team league. 
They have a lot more variance between the the teams within league and their non-league schedules, and there's a hard to comp about who's going to do what in this season. For this league, every team will play five league games, and that is half of their season. So it's going to be fairly interesting by the time we get to this last team. I think you'll see that this is going to be really hard for certain teams to make headway, really easy for other teams. So, Bodie, your take on this season. Yeah, as you both mentioned, uh, a returning quarterback, Wick Hauser, I'm, I'm big on teams that have that. In his case, he's already played 20 varsity games. Uh, 33 career touchdown passes. So I think that's a big thing. On the ground, they return over 1,000 yards, so that's another big deal for them. Uh, finding pass, catch- pass catchers will be tough. Uh, their five leading receivers from last year are all gone, but uh, when you got a, a quarterback that's experienced in a ground game, you've got a good start. Any games on this schedule jump out at you in terms of marquee matchups that you've got circled uh, for importance on the season? Yeah, I, I would think the first league game at Helix um, – I mean, Helix, obviously, perennial power, but uh, just to I mean, whether or not you win that game, you want to go in and start league off uh, on, on, a, on the right foot and um, kind of let the other teams know in league that it's not just a pushover again. So I look at that, and I, I see the opposite. I see the two weeks leading up to Helix as the big weeks that I have scheduled. Mm-hmm. They're both at home, one versus yep. Patrick Henry, one versus West Hills, and to me, those are the absolute litmus test must win games for the Vaqueros this season because they've almost got this in terms of difficulty with the the hardest two games to play of league coming up first with Helix and Steel Canyon, but both of those also being on the road to me become even harder to win. So you want to avoid any sort of a possibility for a three or a four game losing streak. And you really, if you're, if you're an LCAP fan, I think you're paying attention to those two games, Patrick Henry and West Hills. I think they're both very winnable for LCAP. I think that we're going to see a definite, oh, wow, kind of surprising from the quarterback position in terms of just he doesn't have Yafit Yokely, so he doesn't have one key receiver, so he's going to be kind of like Gunner Gray over at University City just dishing it out to everybody, able to keep them in games. So, Tommy, I believe you had said five and five. I will join you in five and five. Bodie, your prediction for the season. I will go one better and say six and four. All righty then. We are moving on now to the Granite Hills Eagles and Coach Kellen Cobbs. This season on the docket, here's what they have. They will uh, get it going against Poway at Poway, then home versus Mount Carmel at Madison, home versus Westview at Southwest El Centro, home versus Steel Canyon, home versus Grossmont, at El Cap, at Helix, and then home versus Valhalla. One more time, Poway, Mount Carmel, Madison, Westview, Southwest El Centro, Steel Canyon, Grossmont, El Cap, Helix, Valhalla. Bodie, we will start with you on this one. Yeah, so the first thing that uh, pops out to me is finding a, a guy to take over for, for Chris Ostring. I mean, doing so this much for them last year. more than just a game. This is the All-State All-America. Sorry about that. I apologize for a Max Preps ad popping up. Uh, 13 touchdown passes through the air. Uh, I believe eight more or 11 more on the ground ran for 800 yards. So they got to find someone uh, to step up in that position. But their top two receivers are back. Nine touchdowns and almost 1,000 yards combined through the air. So uh, I think offensively, they'll um, if they can find one guy to kind of distribute the ball, uh, they should be fine on that side of the ball. 
Tommy. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about the line here. They got a few big dudes up front, but they don't really have much size from what I can see on the roster. So, I mean, Davis Martin's a pretty big dude at 6'3", 285. But other than that, not so much. I mean, again, Anthony Neely, who plays a little bit tight end for them, is going to weigh in at, at 260. But not a lot of those guys, you look at him and say, wow, that guy's big. So, that worries me a little bit, especially with a new quarterback. Great season last year. But, again, in this league, you kind of need a little more firepower. So I, you know, I would say about five and five as well. I think they'll be right around the same as uh, El Cap. Okay. Um, I, I look at this and I see two very interesting standouts at Southwest El Centro, I think is going to add to strength of schedule. I think El Centro is going to be very good this season. So I see them as a weird existing in that netherworld of they go four and six but they're very benefited with the strength of schedule and they get a decent ride into the playoffs, a decent seed. And it just, it, it becomes about learning from your mistakes in terms of how they install a new offense, making sure everybody grows over the course of the season and, and probably managing to keep everybody healthy so that when you do show up into the, or into the division one playoffs, you have a pretty decent shot because like I said, strength of schedule is going to be the key takeaway for them this year. Next up, we have Tom Carlo's squad, the Grossmont Foothillers. Everyone okay? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. All right, solid. Um, right, then scared me. I thought maybe Bodie got We have the Grossmont Foothillers. They are taking on Mira Mesa at home, Modern Day Catholic at home, Olympian at home, Valley View at home, Madison at home, then on the road at Valhalla, at Granite Hills, home versus Helix, home versus Steel Canyon, at El Capitan. If you guys don't mind, I will start with this one, and I will just say, wow, Tom Carlo strong-arming San Diego County to come play at his place and not have to go to <laughs> theirs. Opening the season with five straight home games and then having two more, so seven out of ten at home in the season, including Helix and Steel Canyon in league, which I mentioned are, I believe, the two toughest teams to beat in that league. So, about as play at our place, home friendly, home field advantage, however much you want to make out of that in high school football. I think that Grossmont is actually a decently interesting home field advantage just in that at night at that field, for whatever reason, it kind of turns into a little bit of a wind tunnel. And there is the slightest bit of it's a little bit colder than usual for other teams. And one direction is definitely easier to pass in. Uh, Mira Mesa, I see early on as a an absolute trap game. I think a lot of people have Mira Mesa with some question marks, minus Noah Tumblin and and the dynamic players of last year. I see Olympian as a trap game. I see Madison as a trap game. I still think though that what we saw last year from Valhalla was or from Grossmont, I apologize, was a breakout season of Jamie Odom, their quarterback, who's only a junior. He's coming back. He had 350 pass attempts. He had a ton of touchdowns, 21 touchdowns. You know, he struggled at times still learning the offense as a junior getting his first time starting, but I think that Jamie Odom is poised for an amazingly this huge breakout season. Apologize again. You're going to hear that. The, the This is the All-State game. Keep popping up as I jump around on the computer because that's where Tommy's calling from. I'm still learning how to be a board up. I apologize, San Diego. So that all being said, I think that 
this is an underratedly breakout season for the Foothillers. I see seven and three this year behind a strong Jamie Odom season. Tommy, we'll go to you. Yeah, nice. So Jamie Odom, not only did he pass well, he ran well for them too. He was the leading rusher last year with 384 yards and carried it the most 101 times for six touchdowns. So he's going to be used a lot. Their next two leading rushers were a sophomore and junior, now become senior and junior. So that's a good sign. Receiving wise, they're going to have to replace some dudes. Um, Shicker's really the only returner of note. He had 363 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, Wall Towers transferred. Carter, senior. Uh, Matt Mangum, senior. Ferris, senior. Crawford, senior. So Tucker and uh, Shicker are really the only two guys coming back. So they got to really step up. And kind of like I was saying about Granite Hills, not a lot of dudes up front that are on the roster. And unless Tom Carlos got some dudes up his sleeve that we don't know about that, that have much size. So again, it worries me with this schedule. They have a very, very difficult schedule. They're four, four and eight last year, which means four and six regular season. I think they'll be about the same this year. Bodie, we go over to you. Yeah, I, I like your uh, first take on it. Three and seven regular season. I, I apologize last year, but yeah, I think I think four and six this year. Yeah, I would I would lean towards them uh, having a winning record. I think six and four, maybe seven and three. Uh, I'm big on teams with returning quarterbacks. They've got that. He's their leading rusher. I think Brody Schicker has a big year. Seven touchdowns returning from last year. Uh, just got his first offer from USC. So offensively, I mean, it's Grossmont. You always know they'll throw the ball around. And I think they'll be fine. Uh, whether they can get enough stops, I think that'll be the question. But Madison and um, and Helix has home games, and, and the first five in a row I think will help them uh, propel them into a, a winning record. I also want to give a shout-out to Chris Alob, the uh, linebacker, one of the best in San Diego for Grossmont. You will have to tune in later to San Diego Prep Insider to hear who we find, uh, rank as our best seniors. That list is currently under uh, voting consideration. So uh, I submitted ma- uh, not to brag. You did. You were the first one to submit, as always. Um, uh, and Bodie will be the last one to submit because uh, somehow a top 50 turns into about 63 players. Um, we move on now to the Helix Highlanders slash Scotties. I don't know what to officially call them, but they are just really good at football. If you uh, have never made your way out there to watch them, go check them out this season. Highly recommend it. Robbie Owens coaches a quality squad on both sides of the ball. Every year seems to be something new, something innovating, something exciting. They uh, open up the season at home versus Cajon from San Bernardino. Then against Harriman, I believe, from Harriman, Utah. Then at home versus Cathedral Catholic, home versus St. Augustine, home, uh, no, this is, uh, yeah, home versus Oaks Christian, home versus El Capitan, at Valhalla, at Grossmont, home versus Granite Hills, at Steel Canyon. So one more time, Cajon, Harriman's, Cathedral Catholic, St. Augustine, Oaks Christian, El Capitan, Valhalla, Grossmont, Granite Hills, Steel Canyon. Bodie, we will start with you. Yeah, I mean, the first thing to me that's, that stands out as the schedule. I don't think you'll find a better one in the county. Um, in section, out of section, you get a mix of, of home and road and um, even some, some neutral sites. So uh, I think we'll definitely see them run the ball a lot when you've got two Division One quality um, backs uh, that Elian Noah, Delshawn Trailer, who's headed to Army, uh, they combined for 39 rushing touchdowns last year and nearly 3,000 yards on the ground. So uh, I think Robbie Owens will know exactly what to do with those two, and it'll be tough for any of those teams to stop them. Tommy. 
Yeah, I mean, we saw last year with them, brutal, brutal, brutal out-of-league schedule. It's one of the toughest this year, just like it was last year, which I think is going to hurt them a little bit. But as Bodie mentioned in the first, so I also want to mention Timothy Christopher, wide receiver, another good, probably Division One athlete. So that three-headed monster is going to be tough to stop. Tough to stop on this offense. This is more than just a game. Again, this is. Yes, exactly. This is more than just. A game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that out of league schedule is really tough. I, and I, this is going to sound negative coming out of my mouth, but I think six and four is a real, real possibility here because those again, Cathedral and Saints are definitely no joke. I, I think these are the three top teams of the county. I'm glad they're going to give you, you know, get a chance against both of them before we get to the playoffs. And Oaks Christian, I saw them firsthand last year. Very good team. Will not be as good last year as or this year, excuse me, as we were last year, but still just a brutal, brutal schedule. So I, I think it's very realistic that they go into again, not trying to say negative, it's very realistic they go into the league schedule going one and four outside of league. I think they'll win every single game in league pretty easily, but they gotta hope to get two or three wins out of league because it's gonna be tough, tough, tough those first five games. Well, I'll, I'd like to erase the word hope. They'll, they'll be fighting for every one of these. Uh, they've got an, a dynamic duo in the backfield. This season, or this schedule, I think, brings up an interesting conversation. You mentioned last year them taking a couple of losses and everybody being, oh, what's going on there? They're one of the very, very few teams in San Diego that really breaks out of the mold of well, let's play a big game here and there, and then let's dot it with our league and one or two schools that we're kind of friendly rivals with. Robbie Owens is legitimately big game hunting every time he steps on that field. And to take on teams week in and week out that are just the biggest ones that you can get on the books, whether it's the local big boys like Cathedral and St. Augustine, or if it is finding Cajon and Oaks Christian, it brings up an interesting conversation of, kind of blowing out the strength of schedule arguments for all the other teams in the county as they try to say, oh, well, we, you know, we we got this on the little mathematical index. We're two-tenths of a point or we're a whole point above it. Helix is just saying, let's play some football and we will gladly take a couple of losses in exchange for knowing that we played against the toughest teams. So I've got a ton of respect for that, but I also think that that's something that grows your players very quickly and last year taking a couple of those losses I think has those players that you mentioned Delshawn and Elian Noah but also just the entire breadth of that offense and defense very attuned to the strength of what they're going to face this year very hungry to not go six and four so I see this as an eight and two Helix team this year mm-hmm. one of the best in the county hands down even if they take yeah, a couple I- losses I think the thing that would concern me would be obviously with those first five games, you get three great out of section teams and two of the best within section, but just staying healthy when you're, when you're playing those, those teams, uh, five straight, five out of six weeks and um, just making sure that come league and, and playoff time, your, your best guys are ready to go. I'll tell you, man. Well, I'll, I'll say this too. And I think part of the reason why they do schedule like this is because, and I say this with caution because we all know what happened last year, but, they are kind of a neck and shoulders above the rest of the teams in their league. So I think they figure they might as well get the tough games out early, knowing there'll be five games that they should win. And you hmm. mentioned the health. If they do get banged up in those first five games, again, they should still be able to win them all. I, I'm well aware of what happened last year. Talking about the team we're about to get to, but I, I, I really think 
that's part of the thought process to, to get those tough games in because they really, really have to when it comes to playing in the open division. And if they want to make a state run, they really need the experience against some of these tougher opponents. Tommy, I'm very glad you bring up the team we're about to mention because I think you guys are absolutely looking at this the wrong way. I see the toughest <laughs> game on this schedule for Helix as the last one at Steel Canyon. They will most likely at that point have a pretty decent, if not solidified picture of if they're D1 or if they're open or what their season looks like. And we have seen that at Steel Canyon is a very tough place to play in the last couple of years. So are, are they league champions from last year? Because I know they tie a four and one, but since they had the win against Helix, does yes. that make them league champions? Yep. All right. So yep. we will then transition into Steel Canyon. Scott Longerbone. <laughs> and company out there have really turned the last five years into put some respect on the name at this program. They have uh, won a CIF championship. They've won a state championship. They've made some impressive runs. They've taken down a couple of giants along the way. So here's what they got going on this season. Home versus Eastlake at Madison, at Bonita Vista, at Otay Ranch. Home versus Mira Mesa, at Granite Hills. Home versus El Cap. Home versus Valhalla, at Grossmont. Home versus Helix. One more time. That is Eastlake, Madison, Bonita Vista, Otay Ranch, Mira Mesa, Granite Hills, El Capitan, Valhalla, Grossmont, and Helix. Bodie, take it away. Yeah, so the first thing that sticks out to me is, I, I think, another pretty good schedule. Uh, we don't know exactly what Mira Mesa is, but um, starting out with uh, with Eastlake and Madison there, those are, those are always two quality opponents, and uh, it's a team that doesn't return a quarterback, and they, they on the ground last year, I mean, 2,600 yards and really maybe a quarter of that returning. So hopefully they've got some JV guys that'll, that can step up. But um, I, I think at best, this is four and six and five and five team to me. Uh, it's another obviously tough league year. And uh, I don't expect them to be repeating four and one and, um, and co-league champs, we'll say. Tommy? I kind of agree with, with, Bodie on this one. The good thing about it is they do return their three leading tacklers. So at least on defense, you can hope that maybe something stands there. But yeah, it's tough when you have to place quarterback, top runner, second top runner. You, you have your third guy, Neely's coming back, who had 48 carries last year for 609 yards. So he's going to have to carry a lot of the load here this year. But it's, again, just kind of like what you said earlier, they lose a lot. I think five and five, very realistic for this team. Well, you're right that this is the one team in the league that I think is going to rely heavily on keeping the score low, playing the grind out, get them done on the ground possession games because of returning so much of that established defense. To me, Eastlake is a little bit of a question. Eastlake graduated and basically the entirety of their offensive lines, massive weight. Um, so that's a very perceived as hard, but I believe winnable game. Benita is winnable. Otay Ranch is winnable. Grant, I'll, I'll say, I'll say five and five, six and four, somewhere in that range for Steel Canyon. Um, we close this out with Valhalla, the Norsemen. They got University City at home to open it up. Then at West Hills, at Hilltop, at Mount Miguel, home versus Kearney, versus Grossmont, versus Helix. Then on the road at Steel Canyon, home versus El Capitan, and at Granite Hills to close out the season one more time. That is University City, West Hills, Hilltop, Mount Miguel, Kearney, Grossmont, Helix, Steel Canyon, El Capitan, and Granite Hills. Tommy, you have a little bit of insight on that first game, so I'll let you go first. This, yeah, 
you mean they can only go from here. Not a great season last year for Valhalla. I don't think that will happen again. I think they'll find a couple wins in here. Again, getting back to this, the size not really in their favor here. At least they do return their, their quarterback and their leading rusher, but very small kid, uh, guys on the roster. Hopefully they can figure out a way to make it work. I, I think they will win one or two games this year, but when they get in the league, it's going to be tough. And it, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Fair enough. Bodie, can you be yeah, even more at, brief and concise? <laughs> looking at the schedule, I, I think I think there's a game or two here where um, they can go in and, and feel they have a real chance. Um, I think it definitely needs to be one of the, the non-league games for them, so hopefully they can find a way to get one, maybe two early on. Uh, and then news today, they got uh, junior wide receiver Josh Meredith from Felix, so he's a talented piece they'll add. I don't know exactly with his eligibility uh, if he can play right away or if he'll be a sit-out, but uh, I think, I mean, obviously there's there's nowhere else to go but up, but I think this is a team that can find a win or two on that schedule. Definitely think that there's a win or two, and this is one of the interesting parts of a league like this is they are a Division three team where we come in and we're talking about you know, Granite Hills is Division one, Helix, obviously, Division one. Um, I believe that... Grossmont is still Grossmont still Division One, and Steel Canyon is also Division One. So everybody is D one, and then El Cap and Valhalla are D three. So they will hugely benefit from strength of schedule. They will get Grossmont, Helix, Steel, and Granite all to contribute greatly to their their playoff potential implications if they can like you guys have said, scrape together a win or two somewhere in this. I think that at Mount Miguel is very interesting. Second year there for Troy Starr. Does not guarantee that that team is an imposing threat. They are still a team, in, a school in transition, a team in transition. University City, we don't know exactly what they're going to be. That's a, a probably Gunner Gray is going to be able to, to keep himself in control of every game as the quarterback there. Those are two very interesting ones. Kearney, to me, is also kind of a coin toss just because Kearney graduated a ton of their offensive firepower. Granted, Verlaine Batoffi could probably have a tackling dummy scoring touchdowns somehow uh, <laughs> with the offensive scheming that he does. Yeah, you're right. There, there are a couple games that you can circle, and you go, you know what? That could be a win or two. Guy gets eligible. Guys are two step up. This could be a team that, you know, two and eight, one and nine, three and seven, somewhere in that run, but then becomes, uh, you know, Oceanside or Benita from the D1 playoffs the last couple of years where it's a it's a very low team that finds themselves late in the season, gains some confidence, picks up a playoff win or two. So, yeah, I'll go with that two and eight for the season, but don't count them out for learning from a lot of this baptism by fire that they are forced to do during the season. And then they put together a win or two and surprise some people in the playoffs. So, guys... Final notes on this league. I put everybody's feet to the fire and I ask for a league champion prediction. I will be the first one to jump on that grenade and I will go with Helix. I would have to agree. I mean, mean, they may be beat up coming in with the non-league, but uh, I I can't pick against Helix. They've proven it enough over time and certainly have enough players coming back. Tommy? With running the risk of having someone be able to play this back to us and <laughs> autonomy like it would have happened last year. I think Helix 
wins this league, and I don't think that they give up more than seven points in any game, and I don't think they win any game by mm. less than 21. Wow. You want to talk Old about prediction. playing that back. We're going to play that sound. There we by... go. Old takes exposed. We, we have yeah, a... That has the potential <laughs> to get real bad. So. We, we, we have our first sound clip that I'm going to save and put into the soundboard. Tommy saying that Helix will not allow more than seven points in any, any game this season. No, no, no. I meant in league. Oh, in league. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. That was yeah, they, the non-league may be a little tough. Uh, yeah, that, non-league, that's, no. Non-league, it'll happen. But yeah, I, that's where I was going. You dropped a nuclear strength scorching take right there. I was like, that's that's that bold, was, Tommy. Good for you, man. I didn't realize what I had said. But yes, now that I hear it back, that's not what I meant to say. I, what I meant it was in league, I don't think they'll give him more than seven points in a game. Fair enough. Guys, any closing notes on this uh, league before we say goodbye to San Diego? No, I, I think it should be a good year in that league and um, somewhat competitive, although I do think Helix uh, wins it with ease, but uh, maybe some a battle for second or third place, Grossman and Steel Canyon. Tommy? Uh, Bodie, I kind of overdid it the sun. What are your best sunburn remedies? Because I, I kind of <laughs> messed myself up. I try, not to, I try not to get into those situations, but I mean, aloe and not, a, not much else other than that. No Vera, it, it just aloe. I look like stop, stop. <laughs> All right, well, Tommy, we'll keep you in our prayers. Bodie, we'll say thank you very much for joining us, as always, to bring some credibility to this. Thank you very much for listening. You can find me at Mr. CPED. Bodie is at SD Preps. Tommy is at Real Tommy Morris. The show is at SD Prep Insider. Thank you very much for checking in. Go tune into some of our other league previews. We will be back with who knows what, maybe even the Western League. Keep it tuned here, folks. Thanks for checking in.